faith. What is it? Being sure of our hope. Convinced of what we can't see. By faith, we understand the world was set in order at God's command. By faith, Abel offered God a greater sacrifice than Cain. And for his faith, God commended him as righteous. By faith, Noah trusted God and constructed an ark for the deliverance of his family. By faith, Abraham was willing to sacrifice Isaac, his only son, believing God would still fulfill his promises. By faith, Moses chose to be mistreated with the people of God rather than enjoy sin's fleeting pleasure. By faith, God's chosen nation crossed the Red Sea on dry ground and praised him as it swallowed up the Egyptians. By faith, Rahab the prostitute escaped destruction because she welcomed the spies in peace. Time will fail me if I tell of Gideon, David, and the prophets. By faith, they administered justice, shut the mouths of lions, quenched raging fire. But others were imprisoned, murdered, and wandered in deserts, mountains, and openings in the earth. We are surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. So get rid of every weight, of every sin, and run. Run with endurance the race set before us. Your eyes fixed on Jesus. He is the champion and guide of our faith. For promised joy, he endured the cross, thought nothing of its shame, and having risen again, has been handed his deserved glory at the right hand of the throne of God. So long to my own friend, burning in fear, 
Oh, and he 
people say it's what you do in life. Some people say what you do in life that defines you. There's a lot of pressure to do good, to be good. We want to be a good parent, a good spouse, 
a good friend. We strive to be good employee. Work hard, stay late, be a team player. We want to make good money, be a good provider, so your family can live a good life. On top of all that, we try to be a good person. We have a good things to do list. Go to church, read the Bible, be generous, be humble and kind. Don't be judgmental, but stand firm in your beliefs. Don't hang out with unbelievers, but win them to Christ. Resist temptation, keep the Ten Commandments, don't sin. The problem is that it's impossible. The truth is, there's nothing you can do to ever be good enough. But the good news of the gospel is that you don't have to be defined what you do. No matter who you are, what you've done, God loved you so much that he sent Jesus to die for you. You're not defined by you, what you've done, but what, by what Jesus has done for you. Our worth is defined by his tremendous love for us. Through Jesus, it's simple. Jesus loves you. And all you have to do is accept his love. Hello, tonight we will be talking about value and where you find your worth in. Whether you find your value and worth in things, in people, on social media, or do you find your worth and value in the one who created you? I'm not sure where you are in right now, life right now, but you are here for a reason. You are here watching this, not by accidentally. God has a purpose and a plan for you. Maybe you're watching this saying, what is, what's in it for me? I got no life to live. I'm filled with hurt, depressed, and lonely because no one wants me or cares for me. You don't know me. You're right, I don't know you. But I know someone who does know you. He's the one who created you, who formed you who calls you by name, the same person who magnified you, calls you a masterpiece, and calls you one of a kind. His name is Jesus.
today we will be looking in scripture about a Samaritan woman who struggled with her value and worth. In those days, Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Now, he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sinkar, near the plot ground where Jacob well, well was. Jesus was tired as he was from, from his journey, sat down by the well, and it was about high noon. He noticed there in scripture he had to go to Samaria. I want you to go I want you to go underline. He had to go through Samaria. He could have just went around the town instead of going through Samaria. But he said it was very important. He had to go through the town of Samaria. So my first point is Jesus takes time out of his way for the lost. Jesus knew that someone needed to be reminded of his love for them. And maybe you do too, as a believer in Jesus. When some Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, You are a Jew. And I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is it that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Right then and now, she was like, Who are you? And why are you talking to me? Don't you know Jews do not associate with Samaritans? And Jesus answered, If you knew the gift of God, if you knew the gift of God, and who is that asked if you asked you for it, he would have given you living water. So when a stranger comes up to you and asks for favor or asks you to buy something, would you do it? Because the woman's point of view, Jesus was a stranger to her. So we go on. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to go with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us this well and drank from it himself as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water, rolling up to eternal life. In other words, Jesus is our living water. He fills us up with hope, peace, eternal life, and his love for us all. So my second point of view is Jesus extends out his invitation to the lost. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, Go call your husband and come back. And she says, I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said, Jesus said to her, you, you are right. 
when you say you have no husband, the fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. I am just a worship on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Woman, Jesus replied, believe me, the time is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet the time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the Spirit and in truth, for, the, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is Spirit, and His worshippers must worship in Spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah called Christ is coming. When He comes, He will explain everything to us. Then Jesus declared, I am the one speaking to you. I am he. Disciples rejoined Jesus. Jesus then, just then his disciples returned and he was surprised to find him talking with the woman. But no one asked, why do you want, what do you want or why are you talking with her? Then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. So right then and so right then and there, we see Jesus calling her out, but not by her past or what she has done, but by her name. She was finding her value and worth in different places and other things than Jesus. And in her husbands and things that didn't matter. Jesus reminded her of a place of worship. The woman believed there is a Messiah coming into this world to do mighty works and show the way and make all things new. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritan came to say they urged him to stay with them and he stayed two days and became of his words because they believed because of his words and her testimony. He said to the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. No matter where you are in life or in your spiritual life, Jesus will make time out of his life journey for you. Your worth and value is not found in this world, or in people, or in relationship, or things of this world. Your worth comes from God himself, who created you. Jesus did not come into this world to condemn the world, but to save it. Jesus loved you so much that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He paid the ultimate price for our salvation. To this day, Jesus is reaching out to you. Will you come to him? and accept his free gift of eternal life. Your worth and value is not found in this world, or in these things, or in the other places, or in other people, for we will fall short of the glory of God. 
we will fall short when we try to be perfect. Our value and worth is found in the one who created us, which is Jesus. He lives, he loves you, he cares for you. And if you're interested in being, having salvation and believing that Jesus Christ died for you, please pray this prayer with me. Dear God, I'm sorry for taking so long now. I recognize I need you. I come to you asking you to come into my life. Please forgive me. Please forgive me if I tried so hard in finding worth and value in other things and in other people when I should be finding in you, Lord Jesus. Please fill me with the peace that I need to move forward in life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you pray that prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, congratulations. You are a follower of Jesus. People in heaven are rejoicing that you have come to know Jesus. Now, if you believed as the first time in saying, yes, I want to be a follower of Jesus, then if you know someone who is following Jesus, text them saying, what do I do next? Or if you know a church, a local church, go to that local church and say, I want to accept Jesus. I want to believe what, believe in the word and what it says about me. They will connect you. They will disciple you, disciple you. They will minister to you every step of the way. You will be filled with the Holy Spirit. With everything. Thank you for watching this worship. Now, later on in the future, we'll be doing more of these kind of worship clips and our small devotions in the future. But if you do have suggestions, please text us at Youth Nation. Watch our videos on YouTube. Our staff will be standing by. And God bless.
I'm standing on your 